tonight we're seeing a show at the Chicago Shakespeare Theater. And if you're going to see Shakespeare, or even a play about people who have acted Shakespeare. It's really important, I think, to have that play be directed by a genuine British director, Mr. Christopher Luscombe, who has worked, well, he's worked with the other RSC, the Royal Shakespeare Company. Chris, what can you tell us about Nell Gwynn? Well, Nell Gwynn, hello, Austin. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it is, wherever you are. Thanks for subscribing, streaming, or downloading and listening to us on your computer or tablet or phone. I'm Austin Titchener, one-third of the Reduced Shakespeare Company, and you're listening to this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast, number 616, directing Nell Gwynn. Christopher Luscombe is a writer, performer, and director who's directed shows in London's West End at Shakespeare's Globe and for the other RSC, the Royal Shakespeare Company. Chris has now directed Nell Gwynn, a wonderfully charming new comedy with music about the famous or infamous 17th century actress now having its American premiere at the Chicago Shakespeare Theater. Chris is also a veteran of the Cambridge Footlights, the breeding ground of such groundbreaking British talents as Douglas Adams, half of Mutt. Python, all of Fry and Laurie, and the multiple Academy Award-winning Emma Thompson. So it was an absolute delight when Dee and I were able to have dinner with Chris before a preview performance last week, and he was able to tell us about Nell the play, Nell the actress, Nell this production, and also about his frequent forays into Shakespeare. Is um, a, a play that I first directed at Shakespeare's Globe in London, and it, it was a new play then, which was three years ago, and it's a h- hilarious, delightful play about this wonderful woman, Nell Gwynn, who was not only the mistress of Charles II back in the 1660s, she was also really the first, or one of the very first, English actresses, because when Charles II came to the throne in 1660, he had been in exile in France, where there were, of course, um, actresses on stage in France, in Paris, and he thought we should get a bit of that in London. So he decreed that uh, women were allowed on stage, and that, of course, changed the theatrical scene in London. Not only the first one of the first women to play Shakespearean roles, but the first w- woman to be a professional actor at all. At, at, at all, yes. It's, yeah. it's very hard for us to imagine that now. But, of course, it's only about 60 years before that that Shakespeare was writing his stuff, and it was all little boys playing the women. Right. Uh, so suddenly, playwrights could write really you know, not only very good parts for them, but lots of parts, different kinds of women, all sorts of possibilities were open up for them. And so the plays centred on women very often and had lots of great women's roles. And Nell Gwynn was famous as a comedienne. This is what I found very attractive about the play, really, was that she wasn't just a great actress, she was a very funny actress. And so it makes the play very witty and uh, amusing. And uh, and it's got lots of music, too, because she apparently was a singer. She could, she could improvise songs uh, on the spot. Um, and so we have a lot of music in the show and some great musicians. So it's a, she's a triple fourple threat. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, and so this is the period known as the Restoration, the Restoration of the English Monarchy, and then the restoration of the theaters to London. Is there? Is I, I I started it off by talking about Shakespeare. Did Nell Gwynn perform many Shakespearean roles? No, I don't think she did. Actually, um, she she certainly didn't do much in the way of anything serious. She did do a couple of tragedies here and there, but but I, it clearly wasn't her thing. And um, I don't think there's any record of her playing Shakespeare. Um, she, uh, the, what do you say about 
the restoration. You're absolutely right. It was the restoration period. And, of course, it's significant that the theatres had been closed for a, about 15 or 20 years prior to this because when Oliver Cromwell was in charge and we had the um, Commonwealth, um, the theatres were all closed. The Puritans closed the theatres. So um, there was this sort of rebirth, restoration of <laughs> theatre and fun and naughtiness. And it was a very, you know, the restoration companies we think of as very bawdy. Um, it was the, the pendulum swung right back the other way. Yeah. And this play deals with that. Well, it's funny. And we had been talking uh, before we started recording about comedy. I, can you can you articulate how comedy was back then and how it compares to what it is now? Uh, that's a very interesting question. Of course, comedy dates, doesn't it, very quickly. Yeah. And it's hard for us to um, make texts of that period really come alive. I mean, I'm, I feel very fortunate with this because, of course, it's a play written by Jessica Swale, who's in her mid-thirties. She's a very young, modern woman, you know, and she's written it in... She's very clever because she's written it in a completely uh, comprehensible, uh, easy-to-understand kind of way, but she's sort of given a nod to the period, so it feels authentic up to a point, but it's very, very easy to follow, and so I get, I get the best of both worlds, really. And this is the American premiere of this play? Is that right? It is, it is indeed. And I, we did it at the Globe in London, and then we did it in the West End, and then we toured it in the UK. And I'd worked here before a few years ago doing a Shakespeare, Henry V, and so I knew the, the folks who run this place, and they were in London. I said, come and see Nilgwyn. I've got a feeling it could really work in America. It, it had certainly appealed to a lot of Americans who saw it in London. And they saw it and booked it on the spot, which was lovely. Yeah. And do you find, being here in Chicago, that you have a, 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 a good pool of both t um, talented and also funny actors to yeah. choose from? Yeah, this is the great strength of Chicago, to be honest. Um, I knew this from doing Henry V four years ago, um, that the talent pool is very akin to London, and what they seem to specialise in here, if I, I don't know, this is my impression, is really interesting character actors. Um, this play is a gift for a character actor. All the parts are worth playing, they're really funny, quirky, and um, we, we just could have cast it many times over. We were spoiled for choice, to be honest. Right. I yes. think you're right. Would you say Wait, that start, start that again. Um, that there is a Chicago style of acting and I, I agree with you in that part of that style is to really be character based yes. and also to be kind of grounded and gritty. Yeah. I don't know if that's different. I mean, what is? do you see a difference between that and London actors? Well, and I also wonder, too, if that is in some way that Nell Gwynn is what we might think of as a Chicago actor. She can do it all, and she has a ton of personality and character. Yes, I think that's true. I think there's a, there's a very delightful sense of um, company and ensemble here. I, I don't feel, this isn't a city of great stars. London has stars that we go, we pay a lot of money to see people in the West End who are very famous. Here you seem to go to see just really talented actors who don't have issues about status and I feel everyone joins in together and it's very much easier to create an ensemble feel here. Um, and uh, no, I, I've had an absolute ball working with them. And, and there are people in this show who have played, I mean, there's a wonderful actor, Larry, Larry Ando, who is playing a supporting role, you know, but who's played King Lear here, or, yeah. or Hollis Resnick, who, you know, played Evita in Chicago, and she's now playing two delicious cameo roles in this play. We've, we have brought over um, an English actress who actually now lives in New York, Scarlett Strallen, who is playing Nell. 
and that's a particular joy for me because um, she's someone I've admired for a long time and wanted to work with and she is the triple threat you know she yeah. can sing dance and act and um, she plays Nell and it's been quite nice to have someone in the company who actually is authentically English because it helps everyone get the accent and lead the way on that and she's so fabulous that no one could ever doubt that it was worth her coming all this way to play the part. And do you find now that this is your second, well, no, there's the Globe, then the West End, and now this, this is, do you find, make more discoveries about the play the more you work on it the, with gr different uh, casts? Oh, gosh, yeah, that's, 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 for me, is the absolute treat. I, I suppose you have a sort of, somewhere deep, deep down, you have a kind of confidence that the play does work. You know from experience that the play has a great deal to going for it. Uh, that's not to say it's necessarily going to land in a new city, who knows, but I have, I do love the play, I believe in the play. Um, but I've made all kinds of discoveries. Even this afternoon, we're now on to our sixth preview tonight, and we made all kinds of little, little gorgeous little discoveries. Well, things that tickled us uh -huh. in the afternoon's rehearsal. So there's there's always a sense of, of um, finding new things, and I try very hard when I direct a new company in a play I've done before to to really start from scratch. And so we're not in any way recreating um, a production that's sort of preserved in aspic. Yeah. Um, um, it's it's new, it's fresh, and everyone's had the chance to bring what they've got to the table. Um, so uh, this production is very much geared to these actors in Chicago now, and all the better for it, I think. Hi, I'm BJ Jones, Artistic Director of North Light Theatre, and you are listening to the Reduce Shakespeare Company podcast. Where can you RSC the RSC? You can see Reduced Shakespeare in your own home by owning your very own copy of Pop-Up Shakespeare, illustrated by the marvelous Jenny Mazels. It's on sale worldwide, and you can find links to both Amazon and independent bookstores in the U.S. and the U.K. on our website. Our 2018-2019 tour of William Shakespeare's Long Lost First Play Abridged, The Ultimate Christmas Show Abridged, and The Complete Works of William Shakespeare Abridged Revised continues this week in Athens, Georgia, and then continues on to 2016 different cities in 18 different states featuring 11 different actors and three different stage managers. As always, the very best way to stay up to date about all of our worldwide performance dates is to sign up for the Reduced Reader, our email newsletter. Go to ReducedShakespeare.com and click on the link to subscribe and check out our touring page for specific box office, venue, and ticket information. And now back to my conversation with Christopher Luscombe, the director of Jessica Squale's play Nell Gwynn, now having its American premiere at the Chicago Shakespeare Theater. So after after this, the, yes. you get a bit of a break, and then you are uh, going to be uh, directing a show at the same theater where I'll be directing, yes. Cincinnati Shakespeare. You're doing The Winter's Tale down there. Is this your first um, foray into that play? Your first time working in, in Cincinnati? Yes, it is, both of those things. I directed uh, two Shakespeare's at the RSC a couple of years ago, um, Love's Labour's Lost and Much Do About Nothing, and Brian Phillips, who runs the Cincinnati Shakespeare Company, he came to see them, and he just... Uh, um, got in touch afterwards and said, do you want to come and do a play for us? They've just built a new theatre there, and it's Beautiful. gorgeous, yeah. and you know that well, Austin. And I, I just sort of thought, 
Winter's Tale, how could I turn this down? You know, it was such a wonderful play and to do it in new theatre in a very exciting city that I don't know and I just thought it'd be really fun. I met the actors, they're all great and can't wait to get started. Well, and, and you're doing The Winter's Tale. Uh, I've seen Pericles twice and think it's could be, well, I don't understand why people don't consider it one of Shakespeare's greatest plays and I've seen Winter's Tale, what, three or four times now and every time I go, yeah, that didn't get it. That didn't work for me either. So I'm dying to see your version because I'm thinking that your version would make me think, oh, it is a really great play. Well, I, I, I'm buoyed up by the fact that someone apparently once asked Trevor Nunn, the great Shakespearean director, Trevor Nunn, um, what was his favorite Shakespeare play? And he said, what you mean apart from The Winter's Tale? <laughs> so I think that's a good sign, isn't it? Yes. It must have something going for it. No, I've always loved it. I, I, I do think it's a, what I think I, uh, appeals to me is that it's a marvelous mix of comedy and tragedy. And I love that, the bittersweet thing. And the fact that really the first half is very serious and then it just tips over into most joyous comedy and the characters who are on the brink of, of heart-rending uh, tragedy, they are saved from the brink, brought back and given new life and hope and it's a wonderfully optimistic play. So you're a, a, a serious um, a British uh, Shakespearean who has an appreciation for comedy yeah. and I find that that's, that's not, forget about being British, that you know there are th 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 theatre artists who don't seem to have a feel or an appreciation for comedy, in fact they look, look askance at it. Yes. But you appreciate it and I wonder if that's in some way how you're able to make the tonal shifts in plays like Much Ado About Nothing and Winter's Tale work. What, that, that fine line yes. between comedy and, and tragedy. Yes, I suppose it, partly it's not being afraid of that, isn't it? It's about embracing the contradictions mm -hmm. that you don't try and um, tame the comedy or you don't try and let the, you don't let the tragedy dominate. I, I think I just sort of have a real respect for both sides of it. I think perhaps I'm unusual in that although I have indeed done quite a bit of Shakespeare at the RSC and I, I studied English literature at university and so I come from a sort of quite a sort of academic English background I suppose. Um, I also you know I was in the Cambridge Footlights so I grew up with improvised comedy and writing sketch comedy and comic songs and then I did a show called the Shakespeare Review for the RSC which was all comic material about Shakespeare so I think I'm sort of I'm in love with comedy as much as I'm in love with Shakespeare so maybe that helps it helps a lot, and I imagine performing comedy gives you a great insight into directing it. Absolutely, because uh, I did spend 17 years as, a, as an actor before I became a director, yeah. and I really value that experience. I mean, I, I had a great time acting. I loved acting, and I played lots of fabulous comic parts, actually, and, and would have carried on doing that if I hadn't then got the bug for directing. But I think... It helps when you're directing actors that you know what it feels like and you've been up there, you, you know how scary it is and the demands of making difficult texts come alive and be funny and I love helping people to do that. You know, I've got people in this show uh, I'm doing now, Nell Gwynn, where they're, apps, they're so gifted and if you can just from the sidelines say, well, why didn't you do this or why didn't you do that and it just enhances it, that's so satisfying. So it's a great privilege to do that. Uh, and, and so you've got a ton of projects going on. Do you have a dream project you'd like to do? Like a dream Shakespeare you'd never had a, got a chance to work on yet? Well, I, I do. Oh, God. Oh, I can't bear that question. Well, aside from <laughs> Winter's Tale, you mean? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, 
I just I'd quite, I suppose I'd quite like uh, to, to work my way through all the comedies Shakespeare comedies before I meet my maker but um, I'm not in any tearing hurry I, <laughs> I love doing a mix so I'm doing a new play next when I get back to England a brand new play um, down in Bath um, and then that's going to then tour and then I'm doing um, uh, after, when I come back from Winter's Tale in Cincinnati I'm doing another new play and then I'm doing an opera um, and then I'm doing a musical after that. I'm actually doing a, also doing a Rocky Horror show in December, which I, I've been doing for the last 12 years, uh, which is a big part of my life. So I, I'm not Directing or performing? Directing. <laughs> and uh, they begged me to get into the fishnets, but I said, I said no. And I'm sorry, sorry. But I, I quite like that, the life of going sort of from Winter's Tale to Rocky Horror and back again, the fact that it feels like a real mix. And in fact, I've I try to approach Rocky Horror in a way with the kind of seriousness I would approach Shakespeare, and I try and approach Shakespeare with the crazy frivolity that I might approach Rocky Horror. So I think that that's sort of healthy in a way, not to take any of it. Um, well, take it seriously. No, you should take it seriously, but but not to be overly reverential. Um, not solemnly. Not. Thank you, Austin. That's the word. We don't want to be solemn. Serious, but not solemn. Well, I got that from one of your Cambridge Footlights friends, John Cleese. Oh, well, that's his distinction. Yeah, he's very good. That's it for this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast. Let us know your favorite Shakespeare play, apart from Winter's Tale, on our website or on our podcast page on Facebook or via Twitter or even send us an email to feedback at reducedshakespeare.com. You can find our dedicated podcast page on Facebook at RSC Podcast or just general visual reduction on Instagram or any kind of reduction on Twitter at Reduced. You can also follow me on Twitter at Austin Titchener. Thanks as always to Aging Courtesan Matt. Matthew Croak, web services by Ginger Power Limited, music by John Weber and Garage Band. Our random fan shout out this week goes to Kelly Sexton Zance. No reason, it's just random. Special thanks to BJ Jones, artistic director of North Light Theatre, which just opened its beautiful production of Curve of Departure, featuring an amazing performance by almost 95 years young Mike Nussbaum. And finally, thanks very much to you for listening. I'm Austin Titchener, 616 1848s of the the Reduced Shakespeare Company. It really sounds like you know what you're doing. It could well be just the accent. <laughs> this podcast is a production of the Reduced Shakespeare Company. Reducing expectations since 1981. Go to ReducedShakespeare.com for performance dates, actor bios, email newsletters, and so much less. And so much less. And so much less. And so much less. And so much less.